Hi, and welcome to another episode of Pasha. My name is Inas Kosana. And I'm Gottfried Boafo. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we discuss a global study relating to intensive care units, which are also known as ICUs. Joining us is Dr. David Thompson, a critical care subspecialist and surgeon from the University of Cape Town and Khrotashkir Hospital in South Africa. He starts by discussing why ICUs are important, especially now during the coronavirus pandemic. So the ICU is where the sickest patients with COVID disease come to. There is a small percentage of patients that develop the disease COVID-19 to that degree of severity that they need organ support, um, which is best delivered in in an ICU setting um, with dedicated specialist nurses to look after the patient and a whole gamut of of, uh, machinery and monitoring that, that lets you support the patient through this. The number of patients in ICU correlates with the number of patients um, being infected with COVID um, and it's a, it's a proportion um, in all the modeling studies that, that would end up requiring um, ICU support. Every context is different, so every country is, is, is responding to the pandemic in slightly different ways um, and it is a, it's a reflection of your healthcare system um, and how you can access healthcare. Um, and ICU is important because it sits at the top um, because you want ICUs to make an assessment of, of patients and, and that they should all be given the option of, of support where, where it's felt that ICU can make a difference to outcome. ICUs are also quite expensive to run, so you need to make sure there is a return on investment in terms of the number of people who pull through. There is a big investment in time and nursing on top of the financial investment. The ICU is a lot more than just a ventilator. A common site for the ICU is a ventilator. But Dr. Thompson believes nursing staff looking after patients on ventilators are crucial. These patients are so sick that they need to be paralyzed, deeply sedated, and they are completely dependent on machines and nursing care to prevent complications. Patients are being pushed beyond what is normal, but ICU gives them a good chance of recovering. It's uh, been a challenge to look after these patients. Um, and it can be, it's quite a, a severe disease in the ICU setting um, once you've developed it to that degree. Um, so it's been a challenge for the teams. So everyone's doing their best and trying to give as many people uh, and patients uh, the best chance of a, of a positive outcome. Can you please tell us more about the global study that you're involved in? So British Care Hospital and the University of Cape Town is involved in the COVID-19 Critical Care Consortium. Um, it's a collaboration across uh, 52 countries and about 400 centres. Um, where we're aiming to collect anonymized uh, patient data in order to allow analysis of trends in ICU care and management in terms of uh, optimizing the outcomes of these patients. Um, it's, a, it's a new disease. If you think about it, all the all previous diseases, we've got years and years of experience um, in how, how to manage them. Um, and the scientific process takes time to, to work. Um, and COVID-19 has, has forced that to try and adapt uh, appropriately and, and, and give us answers as quickly as possible. It is important that decisions are made based on high-quality information because it is very easy to jump to conclusions prematurely. This can be seen with initial expectations on certain treatments being readjusted. The ICU is not a treatment in itself. It's an environment to try and buy the patient time to recover, especially for viral illnesses which are difficult to treat. Why are studies like this one important? 
I think there's an awful lot of work being put forward by the registrars, by the consultants, by the nurses and looking after these patients. And I think it's really important that we try and capture that, that effort um, in a meaningful forum that allows other people to inform their practice. Um, that's why this study, which allows us to enroll um, mechanically ventilated patients in our ICU um, and those on extracorporeal uh, membrane oxygenation, are important because we want to know what are the best strategies in terms of managing these patients um, in the ICU. Uh, this is a novel disease. Uh, it's got many uh, interplays between the different organ systems and ICUs a lot of juggling one thing against the other. We struggle with how to ventilate these patients safely, that we don't drive the inflammatory process with, with the mechanism of the ventilator itself. Um, and we want to try and support patients as gently as possible, as safely as possible, um, to reduce that inflammatory response and, and give them the best chance of recovery. This study is very inclusive globally, and it's important to interpret data from a country's own context. So it's important that many African countries attempt to supply data. This is a challenge where resources are scarce, and there isn't a lot of infrastructure to collect data because ICUs are very data heavy. The logistics of successfully collecting the data is quite large and tough, but it's important to capture data. Otherwise, you're working with data from completely different settings. That's why studies like these are important. Can you tell us how the study will make use of technology? This collaboration has had two big interactions with multinational uh, corporations. Um, in terms of actually capturing the data by the bedside in a PPE-heavy environment, um, there was an engagement with Amazon in terms of voice recording the data, um, and that's still an ongoing collaboration. And then in terms of actually analyzing the data once it's captured, um, it, it's in an anonymized form on, on a REDCap database based at a university institution um, and then it can get analyzed from there and IBM has been tasked with trying to develop a, a dashboard and the University of Queensland in Australia is also developing a dashboard to try and put the data together um, and visually represent it for clinicians by the bedside trying to make decisions in what is a very challenging environment with so much new information coming through um, and being able to assess your situation and, and react accordingly for the individual patient in front of you is really important. Um, so that's where this dashboard allows you to actually look at your data um, and try and interpret it for your context. Um, and you can try and uh, pool extra data from other people's experience so that your decisions are also as informed as you can make them. This study is being conducted in the middle of a pandemic. How will this impact on existing healthcare systems? I think it's important that healthcare um, leverages the focus that has been uh, shown, uh, has been shone on it um, by the COVID-19 pandemic. We have support from the politicians. Um, there's been a can-do attitude in terms of responding to this pandemic across the world. And that kind of uh, go forward and momentum uh, we need to build on that in terms of these research networks that have been uh, constructed that allow people to effectively pool information together um, and, and, and add to the scientific knowledge around diseases. Um, I think it's the way to go. People shouldn't be working in little silos. Um, the more collaboration we can get, um, the bigger the data sets and the more robust the data is that you can analyze. This work is important because it can help others on the continent and Africa must be represented in the global studies and that people are aware of the challenges in our setting. 
Studies like these are important. They will improve the lives of the most critical of COVID-19 patients. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Inas Kosana. And me, Godfrey Boafo. Bye for now.